This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that is positively bursting about the prospect of proper football being back in a week. Now, Chelsea wrapped up their pre-season with an up-and-down 4-2 win against Werder Bremen yesterday, but what have we really learned? Questions still remain, especially over the somewhat shaky defence, a defence that in all probability will start against West Ham. It seems that Emanalo needs to get his finger out and get a centre-back, full-back and striker wrapped up before the transfer deadline and give Conte the tools he needs to mount a successful title challenge. I'm Stamford Chidge and the name of tonight's show is the Chelsea Fancast 357 Countdown to Ecstasy. For any lovers of Steely Dan. I was about to things. say that's a Steely Dan reference, Chidge. There we go. So you and I, well I mean actually... Actually, Dan's probably old enough to remember Steely Dan. Sills is too young. I'm old enough to remember them, but I, but I, I choose not to. If, if I was a scouse, I'd be Steely Dan. Oh, very good. Oh, they're on fire. You've already heard them. Obviously, I'm I'm me. You know me. We have in the house the irrepressible Mr. Jonathan Kidd, <laughs> and we have the the man the man who's been to the states and back. He's had more holidays than God knows what. Mr. Dan Silver. Hello, mate. How you doing? Lovely to hear your dulcet tones yeah. again. Yes. Now, we're going to hear all about uh, Dan's trip to Ann Arbor, who it's not a person, it is a place, I'm reliably informed. Indeed. And a story about a dildo. Which, oh. uh, well, there we go. I mean, I, I think we should scrap the next two parts and go straight to that, Dan, but we won't. We have a very eminent person with us, my great friend and fantastic uh, blues journalist, Mr. Dan Levine. Good evening, good evening. How are you, mate? You well? Oh, I'm excellent, thanks. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to the start of the new season. Excellent. Uh, I, I am too. You know, we were saying before we went on air that uh, um, that we, you know, that we were we were really looking forward to it. And 
you know I've kind of I've, I've summered well as, as they say enough to have a break and I'm now really looking forward to getting back to the football without further ado on the show tonight uh, we'll give our overview of Chelsea's pre-season and the Werder Bremen match and discuss the enigma wrapped up in an enigma that's Oscar to you in part two we'll share our fears about the defence ask what positions in the squad still need to be filled uh, look ahead to next week's season opener against West Ham. Oh, sorry, I should say West Ham London. Uh, and find out what Dan got what? up to in Ann Arbor. Later, Dan. We'll explain later. In part three, we'll be launching the new fantasy football game from FanDuel, where you can compete against your favourite fancasters and win real live cash prizes. And after that, we'll read out some of your emails. Uh, in part four, we'll have the usual round of Chelsea supporter news, including a new classic football shirts competition. The launch of a Peter Osgood memorial and even a book by Clayton Beerman, who will be on the show next week to talk about it, by the way. Now, don't forget, uh, you can listen to the show live every Monday at 7 o'clock. Live, uh, but... live, live. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, every every Monday at 7 o'clock by going to mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast where you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page. Uh, you can also tweet at Chelsea Fancast during the show to tell us what you think about the games and anything else on Chelsea. And of course, last but by no means least, uh, this season we are now on a new podcast platform called Acast. So make sure you download the Acast app to listen to the podcast or just search for it at acast.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And as always, the podcast will be available to download a couple of hours after the live show. Now, after this little bit of stingage, we will be talking football. Before we get into the talking about the football, I, I should mention the lovely, uh, gallant people who are residing at the moment in uh, in Mixler, of which we have many. The Chadmeisters in the house. Chelsea Chatter, who I haven't seen for ages. Uh, Benny the Blue, what does this mean? I can I can't get through I can't get through podcast app on my iPhone. Yes, you can, Benny. It's still on iTunes and it's still on SoundCloud, but there's also uh, it all, it's all coming from Acast. But fear not, you can still get it. And if you can't, let me know. Bob Usray, JP McCrate, Mister Barfoot's in the house. Matt Matt Jazz, we all know Matt Jazz, don't we? Yes, yes, we do. We do. A resounding yes. If she don't come, there we go. So there's uh, there's loads of people in the house, which is great to see, and many, many, many more. Um, I could spend the entire show reading out who's in the house, but that would make for pretty poor podcasting so you know what i won't um instead we're going to talk about football and uh, yesterday was the last um it was the last pre-season match and uh, it was against Werder bremen and we won 4-2 which sounded uh, like a decent uh, result but i think it was a bit up and down um i think the interesting overview for me is that we we got four wins and two defeats so it seems to be significantly better than uh, than jose's uh pre-season tour from last year who can who, who can forget Jose's pre-season tour from last year um, but the other thing is that we scored 13 goals and we conceded eight uh, my only well not my only observation from the game because I have many as you can imagine but one of my observations from the game which is the one that I want to start with with these chaps is that uh, Kante 
looks like a bloody good buy. Um, he just seems to give us exactly what we need, which is, in my opinion, energy and bite in midfield. And I shall ask Mr. Levine that question first. Is that? Do you think so, Dan? Is that a good buy? Absolutely. Um, he look, he's starting to look like potentially the, um, the, the best um, Premiership buy of the season. Um, uh, you know, if he can stay in the form that we've seen in pre-season, all the talk of him being the new Makaleli, and I, I hate all this, the new ah. this, the new that, but he doesn't half look like it. Um, uh, the, then he will be an invaluable. Uh, reinforcement to the team. Uh, he just has everything that we lacked last season, and I'm really excited to see him take on the Premier League for us. Mm. I'm a bit worried I... that he's um, he's patching. Yeah, up. I was going to say, hello, Jonathan. Would you like to come in? But you beat me to it. That's very sweet of you. Thank you. But I felt that I could just keep the energy of the piece going just by going right in on the end. Of you are the you are the Jonathan Cante of the Chelsea fancast. Energy and bite. Thank you. Exactly. Yes. Yes. A little. I was always a little midfield uh, dynamo whenever I played. Um, I bet you I got to injured people, didn't you? last eight minutes and then collapsed, having pulled both hamstrings, which is quite a difficult thing to do actually, to tear both at the same time because you all you do is just fall over, flatten your face. Um, uh, anyway, yes, I I, I think that he's uh, he, he in the game uh, at the weekend. He he covered up a lot of uh, a lot of. Uh, Patchy wallpaper. What's the image I want? <laughs> he, uh, he, uh, he, he, exactly. Yes, paper over the cracks. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, was God, he was he was he a bit like a, a bit of corduroy on a geography teacher's elbow? <laughs> 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 yes, exactly. Yes. Any other images like that we can have? I was thinking of a of a tire that was patching up. You know, that it carried on deflating despite having put masses of patches all over it. I just it's it's. It, it, it shoot me down, Chidge, if I'm about to to preempt what we're going to talk about later. But the dismay that I, I had in seeing the same team selected. Well, yeah, we are going to talk beginning. about that later. So you yeah. have preempted me. I'll tell you what's dismaying me, Jonathan. There's something a bit shonky about your Wi-Fi signal, I think, because you're kind of, kind of. It's, do you remember Max Headroom? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, you sound a bit like Max Headroom. Actually, okay. in the picture that I've got of you. Your avatar looks a bit I'll tell, you what I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll go to the top of the house because I'm, I'm, I'm moving today. So they've turned. it's been turned off downstairs. So That's I'll it. go to the top and see if I can get an even better sing, signal. Yeah, I'm talking so about the Wi-Fi. you're not on Wi-Fi. You're on, on 4G. I am. I am. I know I am on Wi-Fi. I'm on Wi-Fi. All right. Okay. But because it, it, I've got... Because I've got... I live in, in, in a mansion, as you know. So I, uh, I live in Kid, in Kid, Kid Towers. Towers. Kid right. Towers. So, you know... There are there are fourteen floors, so um, I'll just go upstairs now for All the. Right. Uh, it may okay. take me some time to get there. I'm still on. I'm still got it with me. But, All right. um, well, I'll, I'll let you get up the stairs and I'll you talk carry to Sills. Yeah, yeah. You, you carry on and talk to someone else. Yeah, absolutely. And I can hear I can hear me uh, coming back on your phone too. So if you could sort that out, that would be handy. Headphones. Yeah, yeah I'm right. sorry. I have. I have no means of doing. I'm doing exactly what I do every week, so oh, are you? I can only think it must, must be your end. I'm afraid. Steve, stealing the show. It's definitely not my end. <laughs> Jonathan will speak to you in Dan a minute. Should. All right. Anyway, Sills. I'm here um, now. I'm here. I'm at the well, top of the house now. Sills. Uh, would you agree with him there? I mean, you know. Uh, yeah. Yes and no. I mean, this is the team that won the. Premiership season four last, so that they're not mugs, and as we well know, been well documented, it was an abysmal season. So yeah. if you take a you know a top of a top Hazard on form, a top Matic on form, a top Costa on form, there's three players that won you the title. So you you know sprinkling a bit of Kante, 
there's no reason why we shouldn't kick on and have a really good challenge next season. <clears throat> hmm. I mean, I, I'm very... I, Jonathan, wait wait until you're asked, mate. Um, Hazard, I have to say, you know, in the last couple of games, he looks like he fancies it, which is which is good news. I mean, you know, I, I th- my, my own feeling is on Hazard that if we want to, you know, seriously challenge for anything this year, Hazard's got to be back to his best, uh, Dan, don't don't you think? Yeah, he's he's the motor of the team, isn't he? Not a different sort of motor to Kante, of course. but He's but kind he's, of the inspiration, the... isn't he? Yeah, he's the creative motor. And, and, and without him, you know, as we saw last season, Chelsea are a very, very average side, I think. Um, mm. he, he, he almost seems, uh, you know, when he has an off day, he, he pulls other people down with him as well because people have to cover for his mistakes. But when he's on fire, he is the best player in, in, in the country. So you think he, you think he's the best player in the country when when he's on fire i mean certainly yeah. ob- obviously he was he was player of the year the year we won the league and and That's true. he did that at an absolute gamble of a pace um and and he did sort of haul us over the line towards the end of the season so that's yeah. really what we need we need solid uh, performance from hazard and we need it to last frankly all season of course the sign the signs were there uh you know towards the end of last season he started picking up his game didn't he jonathan Yes, but um, by then we were all so much in despair about everything. We were. But, um, I, I hated the fact that uh, um, almost like Arsenal playing Spurs, we seemed to get great solace from beating Spurs and well, denying them the title, which was also may have been the highlight of the season. But the very fact that we were in that state where that became the highlight of the season, I just thought was dismal well, beyond I, I know, I know what you mean, but one should never, ever look a gift Spurs in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that was great to beat them. Now, here, here's my the thing that I really wanted to talk about in this part, which, um, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't see the whole game because I was sitting in my pants watching the cricket all day and that was more important at the time. But I did see a little bit of it and, and the bits that I saw um, that... Uh, oh, oh, I've got this. So this is quite funny. Sorry, quick interruption. Joe Tweeds had just posted on Mixler. Heard from the London is Blue guys that Hazard has been going to extra fitness work after training. Now, normally, I would be really quite pissy about such, a, you know, brazen uh, shithousery from the Londoners Blue guys. But, of course, they are the Yanks, and they were out there, and I know they had a lot of access. So they probably saw that, and they probably got a bit of good juice there. So that's interesting. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about in this part was Oscar, because I actually saw the bit, the bit of the game I saw, Oscar was whizzing around like the, the good Oscar as opposed to the bad Oscar. And, you know, everybody who's listened to this show will know that, that I, I, you know, I was very excited when he joined. I thought he could be an absolute humdinger of a player. And pretty much every season after his first season, he has singularly failed to impress and, in fact, has been highly disappointing. And, you know, I, I coined him, you know, the enigma wrapped around an enigma because you never quite know what Oscar's going to turn up. So what I would like to, to, to ask is, you know, can he finally produce... The goods with consistency, which I think is what he really needs, isn't it, Dan? Yeah, he does. Um, uh, and I think it would be very interesting to see how he changes his game under Conte, because you know, that sort of discipline, that framework, is what he's always lacked a little bit. He's obviously a very, very creative player, but I think he needs to work within a, a certain shape and a, a certain style. And you know, you know, he never sort of Mourinho didn't have the patience for him, I think, a lot. And and when mm. he gave him the opportunity, he never really sort of pushed back in his direction yeah, he never rewarded it um, I, th- I think um, the first half a season under um, Conti is going to be a crucial period for Oscar and uh, you know I've said this in the last few transfer windows to be frank but you know if, if, if I'll say it again 
if, if it's not happening come January, then surely it'll be uh, pastures new for, 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 uh, for Oscar. You, you know, in other words, what, can I just answer that first, Jonathan, and then, yeah, then bring course, you in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, does, so what you're saying, really, is that Conte is not going to piss about, Dan? Yes, that's exactly what I'm going to say. And I think he's got that reputation, hasn't he? You know, he's, he's brought that over from Italy. He's not a guy who suffers fools gladly. He doesn't um, like people who aren't signed up to the project, and he just won't tolerate it. And, well, and I mean, so well, Oscar surely knows this, and now is the time to deliver. Well, what, what, what I would say is that, I, you know, I think... I think Conte, uh, you know, has admired Oscar from afar, actually, over the last few years. Um, I think Conte was still at Juventus when they first started expressing an interest yeah. in him. But I, I often wonder about that, though, is that might have been down to his, his absolutely his best moment in a Chelsea shirt, which was that amazing goal he scored against Juventus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and he's never really looked anything quite the player he was after that goal. But anyway, that's an interesting point. Jonathan, what, sorry, mate, what were you going to say? Oh, no, you've you've you answered it really. I was going to mention no. the fact that, uh, that 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 he was um, keen on him from uh, from Juventus days, but uh, I suppose he definitely if, was, wasn't he? You no, know, definitely. But if you if you see somebody from who somebody who plays wonderfully against you, you think, well, I'll make, even if he's not playing very well, you think I'll make him play at that level if you've got mm. that kind of ability as a manager. So perhaps at the moment he still feels that he can make it work because he he ha- he has put in more of a shift. You know, he, he's been as energetic. My 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 query with query with him is always that he he seems to he seem when he does play well he plays fantastically and you get a glimpse of of a great talent and you also get a glimpse of the of his his very physical side. And you remember the game he played after Mourinho had been sacked. He was a complete uh, um, uh, revelation because he was back back to back to his best, but tackling like a demon. And I remember that was when I actually shouted out, "Oi, what what happened? Why are you now doing this? Um, why didn't you do this when Mourinho was manager?" And because that was a period where we thought that that uh, that he'd been one of the reasons that Mourinho had been sacked. When we were we weren't sure, and we were always trying to find scapegoats because Hazard was the other one, wasn't he? And in the snakes. end, we've come up with, with yeah, we know exactly snakes in the grass. We've come up not knowing in the end who on earth it was, whether it was down to Mourinho himself. Maybe but, we um, should just call uh, them a nest of vipers. Yes, yes. Everybody, well, where would the nest be then? At Cobham? No, or in somebody's uh, uh, boot of their car. Hazard's boot. Anyway, yes. Das boot. The, the, um, the, thing, the, uh, thing, the thing is, uh, Sylves, you know, it, I think actually picking up from what Jonathan said, which I think was really good, but, uh, you know, if, 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 if Conte can get a tune out of Oscar and, and make him the player that he could well be, you know, he is going to be some player. I, and I, the only other thing I'm wondering about all of that is that there was a little bit of talk, and I was reading a few things today, and it, it seems to me that Conte is quite keen on him playing a bit more of a forward role. Um, and I, I mean, I, I'm going to hold my powder on what that might mean, but I'm going to ask you what you think that means, Dan. Um, and if he's going to a, a 4-2-4 or 4-2, whatever it is, pushing him further forward, slightly wider. I mean, the boy's got so much talent, so much talent. I mean, when I saw him in the Olympics... He, he pissed on Neymar. That's how good he was. Neymar was yeah. a real show penny, but Oscar is running the show. The boy can tackle, can pass, he can score. If if Conte gets the best out of him and finds you know the, the right role within the team framework, it, it will be like a, a new signing. And Oscar himself then has to keep the consistency, yeah. you know, week in week out, and have the mentality to to perform on a regular basis. Because there's no what, doubt in the talent. What do you think his best role is, Dan? Sorry, Silves. I'll get it right one day. <laughs> well. Um, that's a really good question. I don't know his most answer. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I had those. Attack. 
Next you think maybe it, well as a number sure. ten? You know, if you keep Hazard out wide or or play play Oscar out wide. I I I'd potentially try him next to Kante because he he can tackle, he can pass. Yeah. Possibly next to him, you know, maybe well, a more creative so Kante Kante, sorry, Kante to Oscar and Oscar can then spray some passes around the pitch to the more offensive well, players. Which go, which goes which goes which, well, exactly, that's what I'm going to, Jonathan. I mean, I, but I remember saying years ago when he first arrived that I felt that he could be in, in a, you know, in a in a four-two-three-one. He could he could be the natural uh, successor to Frank Lampard because he's got the energy. He can go box to box. He's got leaders of skill. He can ping a pass and he can tackle. So I, mm. I I felt that you know stick him next to a decent holding midfielder and and Bob's your auntie. And actually, it's interesting that Jonathan's made that uh, made that leap because of course you know. What was interesting was, of course, when Fabregas came on, the energy levels in midfield dropped substantially. Whereas in the first half, although, you know, Matic... Well, I mean, I don't know. Were they playing in a three or a two? But, you know, Matic, Kante and arguably Oscar playing a little bit forward of that seemed to be working quite well. But anyway, Jonathan, pick up on that point about Fabregas. Yeah, there were some very good moves um, in the first half with Oscar playing much further forward. Um, there were little triangles being played around the penalty area, and it actually—it's the swiftness of it, because that's the big problem we had last year was mm. the, the the turgid way that there was the the build-up. And I think he—the impression I get with him is he's trying to get them to play as quickly as that because they have the skill. But once again, in the Werder, Werder Bremen game, you went down to this kind of plod, and uh, um, it's that's that's my my worry. And my worry once again is I'm still not seeing Matic be um, anywhere near. The player that he was two years ago, a yeah. season and a half ago, it's 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 like a strange facsimile. I just don't get it. I just, yeah. uh, you know, he's going, he's there and he fits in and he's passing, but you, you just think, I don't know. And I, 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 I wonder whether he he would be somebody that could be uh, um, could be replaced. I mean, I know I I think as we get onto it, won't we later? But you know, I think Chalabar needs a, needs definitely to have a go. I think he's been excellent. Dan, do uh, you want to tie that all together? I mean, you know, A, uh, is Oscar possibly forcing Fabregas out or put it around the other way? I mean, I don't I don't see Fabregas as a Conte player at all. I really don't. I mean, you know, he can't run and he can't tackle and he's got no discipline defensively. So, uh, you but know, then, I wouldn't be surprised. But what do you think? Well, you say that, but then, then how many of us saw him as a Mourinho player for exactly the same reasons? And, uh, you know, he, he turned out to be one of his main men, really. He did, um, didn't he, which... Pained me, but there yes. you go. Um, it, you know, it's, it is interesting, is it? Whether whether Oscar and Fabregas sort of duplicate each other in that role, whether they offer the same things in different ways. Um, just picking up on something Jonathan said, that I thought it was quite interesting. I wrote a piece about this the other day um, about all the formations, and you know, there's been a lot of talk about what formation Conte's Chelsea are going to play. And I think what we saw uh, in the game against Verda was it, it was a sort of a four-one-four-one, which turned into a four-three three when we were going forward um you know and, and and that is the big thing it's the fluidity between one thing and the other that is what it's going to take them a while to learn that is yeah. what is going to decide whether or not they succeed and i think more than anything under under um conte that is the thing that is going to decide whether or not chelsea have a successful season whether the players are, are intelligent enough and uh, and can apply themselves enough to get that fluidity in their game um and that's completely lacking last season so we need to have a bit more of that but you see, the th- I, 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 I couldn't disagree with a word of that, Dan, and, and nor would I. I mean, the only, the only thing that I think that we all struggle with a little bit is 
how indicative of those players was last season because I think you know I, I, I don't, there's a part of me that thinks that actually it wasn't an indictment of their intelligence or their skill level it was more of an indictment of their attitude which clearly stunk and it was clearly caused by the palpable discord with Mourinho so you know I think you're right though I think none of us really know none of us ever will know I mean you know the bottom line is we will find out this season um, you know whether they were shit or, 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 or had a bad attitude and that's part of the joy of football isn't it finding those things out but it'll be interesting right um, we're going to have a quick break and uh, afterwards we are going to share our fears about the defence those of you who are out there listening are probably thinking, thinking why on earth has none of them mentioned the defence well that's because we, we're going to really go at it hammer and tong in the next part we're also going to ask what positions in the squad still need to be filled uh, and we're going to have a look, at, a look ahead to next week's season opener against West Ham London Dan <laughs> yes indeed The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Right, welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge and you're listening to the Chelsea Fancast and I am uh, honoured by the presence of the Right Honourable uh, Jonathan Kidd. Hello. Uh, the Left Honourable Dan Levine. Order, order. And the somewhere in the minna, middle but very honourable Dan Silver. Evening. Lovely stuff. Um, they're all in cracking form and uh, we had quite fun on that first part. I'm enjoying the show. I'm really enjoying being back, I've got to say. it's, it's uh, I've missed you all. Uh, right, um, first item on the agenda for this part is I've entitled it Indefensible, which seems to uh, really, I think, wrap up uh, the issue that we have with our poor laboured defence. And, and I think, you know, I... I, I highlighted this I think at the beginning of the other part you know we, we, we've conceded eight goals in, in six games uh, in the pre-season okay usual caveat applies it's pre-season um, but I think if one and I know we're going to talk about this later but I think if one sees the last pre-season game uh, before the season starts as a dress rehearsal therefore it looks likely that we may well start with the same team selection, let alone the same defence, as we saw against Werder Bremen. Uh, and actually, that is the same defence that was pretty shambolic uh, last season. Um, you know, Branagh had a mare for most of it. Gary Cahill was up and down. JT, you know, is beginning to be in the twilight of his play, uh, of his of, of his career. Um, and Aspie, well, I mean, Aspie's Mr. Reliable, to be to be fair. But it was a shonky defence, and we all know it. Um, so what do we think about that? I'm going to ask you first, Jonathan, because I know you love it. <laughs> well, I was intrigued. I watched um, uh, uh, Community Shield and uh, um, the, it's about the pace as well. The pace that Leicester play at, um, we won't stand an earthly. No, and that's worrying, isn't it? Yeah, because it, it, once again, it's this, it's the, it, it is the, the lack of, a lack of pace in everything that, uh, that dismays me. And it's still the same. I mean, as I said earlier, when I saw the team, the team sheet uh, for the beginning of the Werder Bremen game, I thought, "Hang on, hang on, this is this is." I mean, despite what you said, Dan, I know two years ago they did 
uh, Sills, I should say, they did win the uh, win the league using that team, but they imploded last year. And to have the same imploded team selected um, and not seeing any evidence that they've changed in any way, I just find um, utterly disheartening. And uh, um, and I don't really know, and, and unless there is an injection of of uh, um, different players, um, I'm I'm worried that I mean, you know, my prophecy last week was we'd finish tenth. I think we'll finish fourteenth if we carry on playing with that side. <laughs> oh, you're so you're such a cheerful soul, Jonathan, aren't you? <laughs> I'm, I, I mean, Chich, I know you don't. Chich, I'm after perfection. I want to you see are. our team be the best there is. I don't want to see a lot of underachievers. I don't want to see us saying, if Hazard plays as well as he can do, Hazard should be playing as well as he can do all the time. Because he's a, he, <laughs> he has the ability to be a top player in, in the world. And if he doesn't, he's just doing himself a complete disservice. Yeah, Jonathan, but he shouldn't I, I, be relying on Hazard because obviously yeah. it's the defence. I, I figured this out about. Sorry, that's all right. I figured this out about you last week actually, because of course it's been a while since we podcasted together, and you know you forget these little nuances. But the essential difference <laughs> between you and me is exactly that: you are a perfectionist, I am a realist. <laughs> no, I'm a combination of the two, actually, Chidge. I'm. A, you can't. I'm you a, can either. You have to be one or the other, mate. I'm a perfection realist. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Or you're yeah. a real perf. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm a real I'm a real perf perf yeah you. Sills, <laughs> yeah, you, you 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 seem to be quite keen to get in in on the act here um how worried are you about this defense well particularly right side because that's been an issue for for well three three four years now because I think Branner and Cahill as a partnership are are it open work. to expose it doesn't open I mean Cah- Cahill as a defender backs off so regularly and whereas I was taught at defence, you attack the ball, backing off, backing off, gives gives you know the opponents a chance to have a shot of goal or create a pass. Bradley gets caught in, there's no protection coming in from the from the wide players. I mean, in the if I can digress slightly, when Ola Aina was playing full back against Real Madrid, he got no protection from I think it was William playing on, on the wide and he got done twice for two goals. But you know, we need to get our defence solid, we need the to you know you know, defend attackers are four two four, defenders are four five one. So they they can't get through the back, but I think, and the back four's what five six years old now. It needs it needs regeneration. I mean, Brenner's been with us for about what was it eight years now? JT longevity, and Cahill three four years. I think the whole the whole back four needs overhauling, the exception of Aspie. J, I mean, JT I, obviously, due course. You know, I mean, it was a recurrent theme on every, nearly every podcast last year. You know, after every game, we would moan about the defence for some reason or another. And yet, you know, here we are with uh, an Italian manager and Italian coaches pride themselves on on bloody-minded defensive organisation. So I ask you, Dan, you know, are we are we making mountains out of molehills here? I mean, actually, Andy Silverman, before you answer, Dan, sorry to, to kind of cut you off before you even start, but Andy Silverman makes a good point uh, on here about the the doom and gloom. Uh, and that we're we're coming out with about the defence, and if you look at the state of all the top clubs' defences, all of them are a mess. And I think there's a really interesting point with that, which is, I think you know, there's an argument to be had that the uh, in the Premier League certainly that the art of defending has, has somewhat dissipated. Dan, yes, it's, it's quite a good argument actually. Um, I think the, the problem is we, we do expect an Italian manager, as you rightly say, to be more defensively minded. But if you look at what you know. 
the, the complaint that we've got this this um slightly clunky old defense that's been around for a long time if you look at the last four defenders that we bought as a club they are matt miazga happy Gilabodji, michael hector and baba and all of them legends all of them all of them are in various stages of leaving or having left the club already the people is it, is it at this be... Dan? Is it at this point we, we have to have a minute silence for the career uh, at Chelsea of Papi Gilabodji, whatever his name was, for the Six did, did you, yeah that that one minute he played for us? Did you see the club statement about it? They thanked him for his services. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I, to say they got say, a sense of humour. I, I was I was there. I was in Walsall and I saw every moment of those sixty seconds or whatever Quite it was of service. And it and he weren't bad actually, you know, in those sixty seconds. But for Sunderland, who who put in a, who 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 turned him down twelve months earlier to come and bid and give us eight million, five, five million more than Chelsea paid for him a year yeah. on. Is that's mad, that's, isn't it? That's David that is Moyes, totally fair, mad, frankly. Yeah, actually, that's um, a really. Do you know what I was going to say? The Euro, classic. Change that, the Euro, on, you know, the price. <laughs> think of the different price you've got to you know it's oh, gone it, it, it's the pound isn't doing so well so you know. it's classic the, noise though dan you're right anyway sorry going back to the the main point um about yeah, the, main, the, main, the main point is that, that, that there were two big names that um uh, uh conte was linked with at the beginning of the summer one of them was um bonucci who's not going anywhere by the look of it even man city's riches can't tempt him away from uh, juventus where he seems to have a nice little number the other one's Koulibaly who may or may not come, but it's going to cost a lot of money. We how need much? defenders. We have to sign defenders. At well, least, how much? I would say two. Um, how much? Koulibaly? Maybe no, I mean, how much, how much would he cost? Koulibaly? 40 yeah. million? 40 million. Well, I mean, in the, in the state of the market today, if he's very, if he's, you know, if he is the kind of defense centre-back, right? Yes. Yeah, so he, he's a centre-back who could walk into the team now and play. That 40 million well spent, if you ask me. Oh yeah, but we've got to spend it. That's the point. So what's going on then? Because I think if we if we look at it right now, and I mean I put it in the script, you know, I think we we still need uh, three players of quality. Two of those are defenders. One's a centre back, and one's a full back. I'm not quite sure whether we need right or left or or whatever, but we definitely need a full back as well as a centre back. And we're yes, not buying it. What's going on? Well, a number of things are going on. There's there's, there's an awful lot of bargaining going on. There's an awful lot of hunting going on. Um, and I think also there's a bit of a fear here that the market has slightly moved on from where we were before and 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 i think a lot of supporters certainly are a little bit concerned that we're being left behind a little bit as a club yeah um there is a will it seems to balance the books and you've got united spending 120 odd million on pogba and city splashing out similar amounts of cash on players um and uh, you know chelsea buying players in the sort of 30 ish million pound bracket um and you know improvements are needed, and they will cost money. Well, absolutely aren't, aren't right. The, so can I just chip in here? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Jonathan. Aren't, aren't the board doing that thing of hoping that Conte will somehow um, make the old team into a new one, and this is why they're reluctant to actually purchase anybody, and that last year was a blip? That's the feeling I get if they're not going to purchase anybody particularly. They well, think that what, what the purchases he's made uh, now will be sufficient. Um, um, and because he he may have said to them, all right, I'll make them work my way, and it, and it, it, he's got to put his money where his mouth is. He might find that uh, he can't do it. Frankly, if anyone within Chelsea Football Club thinks it's possible to turn last year's tenth place team into a top four side just by buying the very very good, incredibly good Kante and uh, the slightly untested uh, Batshuayi, then I think they're living in la la land. A lot. I agree, but I agree with you completely. Yeah. But that's the impression that I'm getting. 
Yeah. I, I saw said that, that Conte was going to assess the team over the tour and have a meeting in the club today because that was reported in various media outlets. He was going to say, right, keep, 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 sell, sell, sell. And also a lot of other clubs in the same boat. Not many teams apart from City United have massively invested at the moment. I mean, Spurs only bought two players, Everton bought one. So it's not like we haven't bought anybody and there's still three weeks left in the window. And if Conte now says, right, sell X, Y, Z, buy these three, a lot could happen in the next three weeks. That, that's a real... Sorry, Dan. Yeah, that's sorry, Sylves. That's a really, really good point, actually, mate. Um, we're, we're, I, I, I kind of do agree with Dan in some respects that it on on the surface appears that we are being left behind a bit, but actually, only by City certainly and and United. Who I mean, you know, paying a hundred million for Pogba. I mean, that's that's mental, isn't it? I mean, let's face it, it's mental. And also being expected to pay seventy five million for Lukaku, I I think is mental as well. But, um, but I hope I hope they're suggesting that it would be sixty plus Remy. So, so sixty million in a pound. <laughs> well, quite. He's worth. Is he worth that much? But you know, I, I think going going back to what what uh, what Dan was saying and what, what Silves was saying actually, more and more to the point. Um, I really hope that they are having that meeting, and and like Dan Levine was indicating. I don't actually think that the board have a first clue about football, which is why we get into the Horlicks that we have done since uh, the Champions League. You know, I think it's a real... I think the word for it, technically, it's a clusterfuck. You know, Roman making demands as far as we can see. Emanalo, is he any good or is he a yes man? The likes of Bruce Buck and the rest of them, you know, thinking they know about football, it's just staggering. But if Conte is having that chat with them about what is needed... And if it's a question of you have to sell to buy, actually, I don't have a problem with that because I still think there's, you know, there's a, there's quite a few players that I think are make weights there, and I think a lot of them were bought in that stupid session last last season. So, if we have to sell sell a few players to buy a few players, I personally don't have a problem with that. I mean, that's 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 good football business, is it not? Dan Levine. Yes. yes. Yes, it is. Um, uh, and, you know, while uh, teams such as City think that they can basically just print money off the presses, there are actually rules here. Um, there are, they are slightly relaxed rules, but, but, but the club has decided um, it's going to abide by them. Um, and, and there are other bigger things going on in the world, of course. You know, we've, we've talked before about the fact that there's a £500 million plus property development that might be a part of this club in the near future. So, you know, the, the difficulty at the moment that I think a lot of people have is that, yes, last season can be looked at as a sort of outlier as something that that was uh, atypical of the players that that are, that that are there but it's still there on the record it doesn't go you can't erase it and mm. and we don't know at this stage whether it's going to be pulled out you know there's 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 been a bit of a mixed picture come through from pre-season so you know we'll have to wait and see well i've got i've got a great post of course uh, from as, as dan darren mantle used to always say no lesser man than joe tweed so i'm looking forward to seeing because he sits down the literally three seats away from me in gate 17 but he says we seem to in, be investing transfer fees plus wages into four or five average players instead of going for one game-changing talent for the same cost buying lottery tickets hoping to find a gem doesn't seem sound now I think that can certainly be said of uh, you know the last couple of transfer windows. Um, I don't necessarily think it's as true this one because we have only bought two players. One is a a recognised talent, albeit you know we're we're buying potential there. 
and I think Kante was a real steal. I think you know he was arguably one of the players of the season last year, and we've got him for well. 30, 30 million, which I think is pretty good value. So I think I think that's that's true, Joe, of last last season. But I think the jury's still out on this. I mean, I think if we don't buy anybody else, and we buy a few more Papi Jalabodjis and Michael Hectors by the end of the season, then I think Joe will be right. But hopefully, we've still got a bit of time, Dan. Uh, Chidge, if I can just chip in on on, on uh, Kante, uh, I think. That, without saying too much, I think that is a project that's been a long, a long while in the making, and I think it's it's finally paid off. Um, what what Chelsea need to do is think a bit more about doing those long-term projects. Mm, okay, I mean the only other thing to swing into this, Jonathan, of course, is you know, is there room to promote some of the talented youth? Well, not if he picks the same team as last year, um, and you know, and in the in in the. Uh, um, in the in the last game, the Werder Bremen game, we got um, it all came on in about two minutes to go. You know, you just think, well, what on earth is that going to be revealing to anybody? Um, whether he, he and it might, might, the conclusion that one would make that one would make at watching the Werder Bremen game is that that's the team he's going to play against West Ham. In which case, you know, why have we bothered to get him in? I'm sorry, I'm well, just uh, I'm very ne- negative about it. I would love. Uh, there are certain players. Who, just just uh, wait till in, we start in, playing, in Jonathan. Is what? Say again. Sorry. Just just wait till we start playing football, Jonathan. Just think how negative you can be then. We haven't even started yet. Well, well, yeah, but we have been we have been playing football because the, the despite of everybody's just poo pooing the whole business of the uh, of the pre season because it's pre season. This has been a, a really very specific pre season because it's trying to appeal to a, the players should be appealing to the new manager. Yeah. Because their places should be in in doubt, and yet um, he, he comes to the conclusion that uh, we should have the same team as last year. And I, I'm I, I mean I really hope that we are surprised by the West Ham team selection, and I hope that um, Chalabar gets a go. And and you know my my the person who I, I I've never never felt make much of an effort. Loftus Cheek when he has played has looked pretty impressive. I still don't think we found out a position for him yet, but. Um, you know he's he, he's obviously a good player, but if if this is just going to be the way it goes that he he carries on playing with the old talent, well, none of them are ever going to get a go. Yeah, Sylves, the one person that we've forgotten to mention in in all of this, of course, is 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 Kurt Zuma, who you know, okay, I accept he's not the finished article, but I thought he was more than worth his place until he got injured, uh, you know, around Christmas last year. Yeah, exactly what we need. He's big, he's big, he's strong, he's powerful, he's got pace. I mean, his positional sense is leaves a bit bizarre, but you know that that comes with you know games and so on. He's probably not even played a hundred games at the top level, so another six or eight months alongside John Terry could only kind of give him a bit more bit more guidance to make him to you know but, what could but, be a very good set off. Yeah, but no, knowing that he's going to be back, probably playing you know sometime in September, I suspect. Um, you know, do we still need to buy a decent centre back? Yes, I think so because I don't think JT will get another contract next year. And we need to start bedding in a new new partnership. Um, Cahill, if we're playing three at the back, which is a possibility, we need at least five centre halves. Um, you've got J, JT, Zuma, Cahill, one other, and you can you can rotate. I, I would go for a, definitely a final centre back, just you know planning for long term. Okay. The other thing is a full back. Um, you know, would, would everybody agree that we need a full back? Yes. Yeah. I want yeah. a right back at right back and a left back at left back, so we don't lose momentum. When Asby's got to cut in onto his foot. Yeah, I agree with that. And last but by no means least, I still think we need a quality striker, and I, and I think that for for several reasons. One, 
you know, I think you need three top-level strikers, frankly. And, and secondly, I'm, I'm, you know, Costa. I mean, you know, Costa was like the curate's egg against Werder Bremen. You know, he 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 always needs to take another touch before he shoots. He sometimes looks quite clumsy on the ball, in my opinion. Uh, and his temperament is still suspect. You know, he's he's easy to wind up, and you can see him blowing a fuse. And of course, he has a you know there are worries about him getting injured. He, he, you know, he he misses games because he gets suspended and injured. So whilst at the moment he's the best striker we've got, I I still I still think just having Costa as our main man leaves us vulnerable. Uh, Batshu I I I I I uh, is not the finished article. Although he's got... you, you what, Jonathan? Batman, yeah. I mean, he, he he's potential, but he's not the finished article. So I think we do need another top-level striker. But here's the question: Is Lukaku the answer for 75 million quid, Dan Levine? 75 million quid is a lot of money, isn't it? And he doesn't look anywhere near a 75 million pound player to me. Um, no. I, I also don't think that he's the answer to, to the, sort of the uh, the preposition that you've just put forward because Lukaku wants to be the first choice and only striker. Um, yeah. If he's going to be in the club, then that means that basically um, Costa can't be in the club. You know, do we want um, uh, do you want Lukaku for twice the money we paid, or more than twice the money we paid for Costa, and no Costa? Because that is what the option will be. Um, I just can't see it really. Um, maybe who knows? Maybe Chelsea will go in tomorrow and put in seventy-five million of feather, and, and they'll get him. But, but I, I, I can't see him being that sort of player or the right buy for what Chelsea need at the moment. Unless he plays two up front. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Uh, Jonathan first. Go on. Unless he plays four-four-two and, and then uses has the two of them up front. I mean, personally though, I, I thought Costa sort of played as you said, curate's egg, but. He was he was very good in parts, but uh, and occasionally he has moments of brilliance. But I, I just can't believe that uh, the moment he gets kicked by anybody, that he, he he won't react. He'll react immediately, and then we're back to where we were last season. I mean, personally, I would be I would be happy if he, he went, and we got a uh, we got a, another a marquee signing that was an equivalent who isn't Lukaku. I absolutely agree because he I'll, just I'll goes, with- he, he goes missing in the big games. Yeah, I mean, I, I I kind of agree with you on both points there, Jonathan. I mean, I I, I do love Costa largely because he pisses people off, and you know, he, he he when he's on form and he means it, he can he can get twenty goals in a season, which is what you want from your top striker, minimum requirement, I think. Um, but I think I think you know he, he he can be a liability, you know, and that that always crosses my mind. Uh, I also agree with you about Lukaku. I I. I you know, I think he's a decent player, but I don't think he's worth 75 million. He's not a 75 million quid player. I mean, player, I don't care about the money because it's not my money. They can spend as much as they want on anybody, as far as I'm concerned. But he, I do not believe that he is a 75 million pound striker, and I'm sure that there are better strikers out there who we could buy for that money. Dan Sills. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, if we're going to spend 75 million, we must go and get Griezmann. He's a far, yeah. far better player. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or, or, yeah. or even do a deal where Costa goes back to Madrid because apparently he wants to go back and then get Griezmann as part of the deal. I mean, that's the other thing. If you don't want to play for the club, get the hell out, you know. Exactly. And I think that would be quite quite right. OK, Atletico, you can have Costa and we'll have Griezmann. That works very well for me, thank you. Right, just very, very quick chat about the... Uh, the West Ham London, Dan, uh, Dan Levine, my, my, my West Ham London, actually what we should all do, in fact, if, if next Monday night at the bridge, if we're not all singing, who the fuck are West Ham London, who, 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 then mm-hmm. we're not doing it right. 
but this is all to do with the London Stadium and the rebranding of West Ham as West Ham London and how utterly stupefying that is. That's why I'm now going to call them West Ham London officially because that's clearly what they want. I think it was Jason Cundy that said, uh, you know, how can London's uh, most unsuccessful club call their stadium London Stadium? Which I thought was hilarious. Cundy on cracking form. Anyway, starting lineup. I, I, I have a feeling it's going to be like this, although I've kind of gone for a 4 3 3. I don't know why because I know nothing about football, but uh, Courtois, Branner, JT, Cahill, Aspie, Matic, Kante, Oscar, Hazard, Costa, William, Dan Silves. Mm, I think, yes. I mean, I would like to see um, Aina in a fullback, but it probably won't happen. Yeah, I, 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 yeah I, don't, I don't see who else we can pick. Um, in, ter- in terms of players, yeah, I think that's more than likely going to be the, t- the team that starts. I mean, it's Ped. Possibly Pedro, possibly Pedro in there, maybe. I don't know. Oh, but yeah. No. <laughs> no, I just Jonathan, like John, Jonathan's about to commit suicide, so we better catch yeah, gonna, him before he does. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sick. What I would like to see if I was that, I'd have, I'd like to have Chaloba in instead, instead of, of in the, in the midfield. Oscar. Matt, push, no, have Chaloba, Chaloba in the middle and then push Oscar into Williams' role because apparently Williams not had a great preseason. I know he had the uh, copper, whatever it was, but Williams not had a great preseason by all accounts from what I saw as well. So maybe have. You know, Chaloba in the three and Oscar slightly further forward or four three one two. Mm, okay. I mean obviously I've 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 not included uh Fabregas and in fact I've pretty much gone with the team he started against Verda and actually that's why I've picked it, uh, Dan Levine. Um what 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 do you say? Yeah, I think that was a, a pretty big hint dropped, wasn't it, against Verda? Yeah. Um but <clears throat> you know, it that that's the worry, you know, does that look like a team that that can beat West Ham. I don't know. You know, um, it's not the finished article yet. We've got until the end of the month. The transfer window is still going to be open for another three weeks and, and a few hours. Um, and he is still learning about his team. Um, mm. I, I think people need to realise that, that that Conte is going to come in and pick up uh, a Chelsea team that is at the lowest point that any Chelsea manager has picked up a Chelsea team since Abramovich has owned the club. Um, yeah. And he is going to need time. Um, and you know, that might mean losing a match here or there and it may mean not overwhelmed from the outset but I do think when he gets his side in the way he wants it and when they start playing the way he wants them to do if it does it, if he does it right they will get better and better and better and I think the curve will be very very upward and it will go on for a while so you know, we just have to have a little bit of belief really um, until we get there I believe, I believe Jonathan, fuck very quickly um, what are your thoughts for the game against West Ham and prediction, for example? Uh, we're going to lose. 3-1. Okay, how many by three-one? Yeah. Are you, are you sure you don't want to like go for a four or five-one just to be be happier? No, I, I think okay. that would be too too gloomy. Well, all I can say about that, Jonathan, is is you're very lucky that you'll be eat, eating delightful food in the East Middle. <laughs> uh, at least you'll have your butler to cheer you up. And, uh, yeah, I won't be watching the game. He'll be whispering in my yes, ear, telling exactly. me how it's going. Making you cups of cocoa and providing you with freshly ironed newspapers to distract he, you from the game. He's bringing the beagle this year, you know, it's my little really... doggy. He's bringing him along, yes, and I can then get him to fetch my newspaper for me. I'm delighted to hear it. Um, my prediction for what it's worth, uh, remember where you heard it first, people, I'm going to go for a 3-3. So how about that? Uh, wow. Dan Silves? <laughs> I was going to go for a draw, but not three-three. I think it'll be one-all. Yeah, I think we'll okay. we will we will concede. But then West Ham haven't. I don't think West Ham's done anyone 
huge excitement either, have they? Well, I'm glad you said you were going to go for a one-one draw because I was going to go for a one-one draw, and then I thought, well, there's no way we're only going to concede one, so that would make it like two-one, and I thought, well, I can't have that, so it should be two-two, and I thought, no, hell, let's go all out and go for three-three because it's just a bonkers kind of result you might get on the opening day. Dan Levine, what do you reckon? I'm going to go direct between the two. I'm going to go for two-two because I think two, it's going to be a draw as well. Yeah. I think there will be will be goals. We'll certainly yeah. get in a couple. Carol yeah, well, will score. Carroll always does score. The ball will be yeah. booted up in the air, and he'll just get above everybody else, and he'll put, put he'll push Branner into the uh, the hoardings. Forget Andy Carroll. I think I think I think Carol King can score against us at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> what song would she be singing? Um, hope it doesn't rain till September. Yeah, very good. Very very good. very very good. I don't think we can better that. So I'm going to go to a break. Uh, and after which, uh, we are going to be launching a new fantasy football game from FanDuel, uh, where you can compete against your favourite fancasters and win real cash prizes. Uh, and we'll also uh, be hearing from uh, Dan Silver about his wonderful time in Ann Arbor, which is a place, uh, I think it's near Michigan, isn't it, Dan? Correct, yes, about 40 minutes from Detroit. Right, now he was out there watching the Chelsea-Real Madrid game, uh, but more importantly, he was getting completely completely drunk with the Chelsea-Chicago mob and had a fantastic time. And we'll also, there's a couple of emails that we're going to read out of yours as well. We will see you in a second. Real fans, real... Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. 
Right, welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge, and you're listening to the Chelsea Fancast, and we're in pot three, and I am with the lovely Dan Silver. Hello. The erudite Dan Levine. Hello. And the star of stage, screen, and the Rudy V's, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Thanks very nice to be here. Lovely to have you too. Now, um, in a minute, Jonathan is going to tell us all about this uh, exciting exciting new uh, fantasy football game that we've got involved with called Fan Duel uh, which uh, apart from anything else is is going to be I mean we're all we've all signed up to it and we're all playing so you know we're kind of playing against each other which is going to I hope give rise to some really fun content during the season uh, and we'll prove once and for all undeniably that I am the best football brain amongst you so having laid down that gauntlet Jonathan over to you right here's the Fan Duel launch it's time to talk FanDuel, the brand new way to play fantasy football. Forget season-long commitments. FanDuel leagues last just one day or one weekend, meaning a fresh start and a new chance to win every week. So if you think you know football, now is your chance to prove it. You pick your team from this weekend's fixtures. Any formation you want to stay under the virtual salary cap of a hundred million pounds <laughs> player salaries change every week so you need to be on point with your picks you can play your friends in private leagues or put your team up to compete against football fans around the country and it's up to you whether you put your money on the line because there's free and paid leagues so get involved the chelsea fancast brains trust is entering teams in the fifteen thousand pounds fan favorite the entry fee is seven pounds and the number of places is two thousand four hundred and seventy five the total prizes are fifteen thousand pounds with a top prize of one thousand pounds the top six hundred and twelve get paid that's a lot go to fanduel.co.uk or download the app and search £15,000 fan favourite to enter. There's a special offer for new users. Enter up, enter the promo code CHELSEAFAN and FanDuel will refund your entry fee if you lose up to £10. So you get double the chance to prove yourself as the ultimate football manager. There's also a free-to-play contest called 25GBP Free-to-Play, which listeners are welcome to try out their skills in. Remember, your first paid contest entry fee will be refunded if you don't make any cash, as long as you use your unique Chelsea fan promo code on sign-up. This weekend's competition will include the following matches on Saturday the 13th of August. Everton versus Tottenham Hotspur, Crystal Palace versus West Bromwich Albion, Middlesbrough versus Stoke City, Burnley versus Swansea, Southampton versus Watford, and Manchester City versus Sunderland. There's one caveat. I'm afraid the competition is only open to our listeners in the UK. Well done, Jonathan. And of course, the I'll reason it's... Sorry, good out Chelsea teams. I'll do that in a sec, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Br brilliant stuff. I mean, it's very exciting. The, the reason why it's only open to UK listeners is clearly we're all scared of the Yanks. Uh, Well-known, obsessive uh, knowledge of Chelsea and the EPL... And they would probably embarrass us. So um, it's all my fault. I actually wrote to Fan Jewel and said, "Whatever you do, don't let anybody from all over the world take place because I don't want to be embarrassed. It'll be bad enough for me to be embarrassed and humiliated by my so-called friends who do the show with me, let alone you lot." But no, I mean that's not really the reason. But I, I suspect it's because 
uh, as Ross was telling me the other week, actually, I think FanDuel is quite well established out in the States for all sorts of uh, American sports, and they want to kind of bring, you know, it back to the UK just for the football. So that's why I'm really sorry about that. But if you are in the UK, do sign up. I mean, we have all done so, and I should talk more about that in a minute. But uh, um, the most important thing to note is you've got to go into the £15,000 fan favourite game. That's the one that we've all signed up to. And the promo code, if you use the promo code, and it's all one word, it's Chelsea Fan, because it's short for Chelsea Fancast, amazingly enough. But that's the promo code, Chelsea Fan, that's the one you use. And I think that means that if uh, you balls it up, you get your money back or something like that, isn't it, Jonathan, as I recall? Yes. Yes, yes indeed. So, um, little talk about uh, the teams, what we have entered. I mean, basically, we've all entered teams as our own name. So I, for example, I am Stamford Chidge, you'll be amazed to hear. Uh, Marco is Gate 17 Marco. Uh, Ross is Ross CFC. Dan Silves is Dan Silver. Well, Dan Silver is Dan Silves seventy three. Uh, Jonathan is. I'm Jonathan Kidd, boringly. And Dan Levine is. Uh, I will be Dan Levine when I get it sorted. Okay. Well, you better hurry up because there's a. If you don't do it by this weekend, they might not let you play this week. But I mean, hurry that's up. the beauty. Yeah, hurry up. Uh, it's only seven pounds. Um, on that point actually and I think this is the other thing it's not the kind of fancy football game where you uh, you know you have one team and you make your changes throughout the season this time you have one team for one competition which is one weekend uh, of course the sad irony about this bloody weekend of course is that there's no Chelsea game so none of us get to pick Chelsea players which is a very annoying thing but just a quirk of uh, the football schedule so you just pick it from those matches that we the matches that are being played on Saturday basically so you pick your players from those teams, uh, whatever formation you like. But I, I, it's all in the on their website. If you go to thefanduel.co.uk, you download the app, as we said. All the instructions are in there, £100 million limit. Um, and uh, use your football smarts, you know, and see if you can beat us lot. That's the main thing. I mean, that's the main thing, I think. It would be really lovely, uh, clearly, if I won, because then that would prove that was just there was justice. Uh, but failing that, some of the boys on the fan cast, if they could do well, that would be great. But actually... Equally as important is to see if you lot can beat us, because that would be very funny, I believe. Um, uh, have, you, have you boys had any thoughts about who, who you might pick yet, or is it a bit early, Jonathan? I, I'm afraid I've not uh, approached uh, the thing at all. But I've got, you know, some, some stock um, some stock players that I'd, uh, I'd probably you grab. Yes. You've done a bit um, of homework, then. Well, um, uh, who have we just sold to Sunderland? Yeah, be a Dilabodji. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have him. I'll have him. I'll have, uh, have him. In, in John, John, Jonathan, do you understand Fantasy League about letting in points? No, no idea. <laughs> Can you tell? Uh, this, yeah, this so basically, be... basically pick whole defenders. You'll go really well. This is going to be really quite funny, isn't it? Although, you see, I, I do know people. I know some Chelsea mates who, who go into fantasy football leagues and basically... Uh, you know, knowing that you... I mean, there is a limit, I believe, in this. You can only pick four uh, players from any one team. Um, and I, and I, I've got mates who will pick, for example, in this, if they were doing this contest, contest they, would, they would pick four Chelsea players and then every other player will have some Chelsea association. So it would be like they'd pick Juan Mata or, or Rion, Rion Bertrand, for example, just to... I like to, that. I like that. Yeah, yeah I like approve yeah. that. That's yeah. good. I might do that myself, actually. Well, I, like I, can tell you, I can tell you now that Bertrand's out for this weekend. I think he's done Thank a hand. Good. That's good. I should never me. have told okay. him that, should I? I should have said, "Go on, pick, pick Bertrand, pick Bertrand, Jonathan. He'll be great <laughs> for you." You know. 
Yeah, we've got to remember this. We're going to be competing against each other, so no trade secrets. Dan, Dan Levine, I mean, you, you see, I, when I talk about the, the, the Chelsea Fancast Brains Trust, it was really you I was talking about. Please don't. There's no way. I haven't got a clue. Um, if, if anyone's going to be propping up the league, it'll be me. Um, Why? But, uh, I, I, would, I would have you down as, a, as a somebody who really knew their stuff. No one's interested in this sort of thing. Um, but still, we'll see, won't we? We will, we will. The gauntlet has been thrown down. Now, Dan Sills, I mean, I know you love all this stuff, so yeah. I'm expecting good things from you. Have you had any thoughts about, about your team so far? Yeah, I'm not picking any Scousers from Liverpool, that's for sure. <laughs> no Spurs or Scousers at all? No, I have, I have got a Spurs player because I think he's good for points. Um, I've got my team, but I'm looking at it now, I might make one or two changes because you give me the heads up about Bertrand. Oh, really? So, you were going to pick him, were you? I had him only in my team, but he's, I've just dropped him now replaced him with kept... uh, Jose Font I should have uh, I should have kept my trap shut shouldn't I yeah but I would check on Friday anyway but I've got, I've got well, I like my um, I've got I've got a great midfield for one of my teams and a great strike force I'm really Leicester, impressed Leicester that... aren't playing at the weekend are they when are Leicester well, playing well no no they're, they're, they're Sunday and Arsenal are Sunday yeah, Saturday as well. morning aren't they Leicester Leicester's first game playing Hull alright oh, right. right. I'm really impressed, Dan, that you've uh, you've already kind of you know picked a team. I mean, I'm not going to really bother until it gets near the end of the week, to be honest, because uh, I'm, actually I must check with Fangio when the cut-off time is, because it's the kind of stupid half-assed thing I might do, which is like wait so long I miss the deadline. But I like to. Let, it's a bit like when I used to bet on the football. You know, I would never put a bet on the football until about two hours before kickoff, when you've got a really good idea of what the lineup and who was playing is going to be in, which is always a smart move, I thought. Definitely. No, listen, I'm, I'm comfortable with my team. I've got a good strike right. force, good midfield, okay. average defence. So, all right. Well, I, I will. I will get on it, and uh, I will. I will get my team sorted out, and then may the best man win. And uh, I include all of you lovely people out in Mixler and who are listening on the podcast later on in that. Um, now well, we have. Me, Sorry, me, Dan. Sorry, Dan. What? May the best man or woman win? Oh, of course. Man was in the kind of the figurative sense, you understand. You know. okay, As in man- mankind. We're yes. opportunities podcast. Well, well, that would be true if we actually had any flaming women on here, which we very seldom do. Although, actually, hey. Dan, you just... Yeah, I don't know. You're going to love this, actually. Um... Not a lot, as uh, Paul Daniels might have said. But no, you are going to love this, because I've had conversation with a, a, a very nice lady called Hannah, who is behind the Chelsea ladies... Uh, Twitter thing and basically she's a huge fan of the of the Chelsea ladies team and she contacted me to see um, if she could come on the show and I'm certainly going to do an interview with her and possibly try and get her on the show a little bit uh, going forward she's on holiday at the moment um, but I just thought that'd be great because we don't cover the ladies team and I don't see why we shouldn't um, and I'd be, it would be lovely to get a lady on the show I think not just as a, so what, as a why are you in- it, but why are you interviewing her? You're interviewing her to see if she's good enough for the show. No, no, no. I mean, as in, I'll record an interview with her specifically oh, good, about the Chelsea good. ladies team. And good. then, you know, if, if she likes us and we like her, I'll try and get her on the show, you know, more regularly. Because I think, A, she can give us the insight into the ladies team. And B, it would be lovely to have a lady on here. Not just as a sop, though, Dan, I, I assure you. I am an equal good. opportunities ripper offer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that might generate a cackle. Um, Talking of generating cackles, uh, I've got some emails for you, Jonathan. Oh, yes. Afternoon Chidge, email number one. Just a quick one to say how... No, I can't do that. Sorry, unfair. Um, 
Uh, afternoon, Chidge. Just a quick one to say how much I enjoy the podcast. Hooray. And was glad to see you back today. Weren't we all? Fantastic. Thought it's worth mentioning some listener feedback to help, too. It's sometimes a little hard to hear some of the other guys properly. Not yourself. Well, you do that deliberately, don't you, Chidge? If you're able to turn up the volume a little, I'm sure that'd go down a treat. Okay, turn the volume up. You've got a big knob your end, Chidge. Looking I'm forward my to the speaking. Speak. <laughs> Good. I can hear it. Looking forward to the season, sounds as if you're smoking it, and I'll be listening to you guys each week along the way. Regards, Alex McGovern, who is at amcgovern25 on Twitter. Okay, as a as a repost to that email, Alex, lovely to hear from you. Thank you for your kind words. Um, it's a bit it's a bit difficult these days because really there's there's I don't actually have much control o- over the over the various volumes because we're all doing it by Skype. So, you know, we're re- you know it, it 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 is what it is. I'm afraid, and I I mean we're, we're, we you know we we've kind of struggled with it for you know six seven eight months now and. Uh, I think we're gradually getting the hang of it. Um, as I said a minute ago, I'm going to invest in a in a decent mic in a week or two, which might help uh, how uh, I sound and certainly stop the Darth Vader sounds. Um, but I wouldn't expect uh, the boys to have to do that either. But uh, ho- one thing I will say that I have noticed actually is that you know basically we we record this by recording into Mixler, and what I've noticed about Mixler is that. I think that they've really improved their compression uh, technology because when I listen to this as a Skype feed, it sounds like utter shit. But by the time it goes into Mixler, uh, the sound cleans up immeasurably. And then when I put that up on the Acast platform, it cleans it up even more. So um, I hope that it's 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 sounding a little bit better. Although I, I fully accept that the sound quality is not going to be as good as when we used to do it as a podcast in my flat because I had total control of the technology there and, and, and it was a pretty decent sound. So thank you. We'll, we do our best, don't we, gentlemen? We do. Chidge, when, when it's gone through all those filters, are our voices the same or have they changed? No, yours comes out like Richard Burton. Does it? Fantastic. Good, you must know the names it, of these uh, filters. It doesn't really, I'm afraid. It comes out no, more like uh, no. It comes out more like Orville the Duck. Long-time fan of the show, first-time corresponder. I live in Adelaide. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, first time, I don't know, isn't it? I think Long it's time, time for the next email. Hi, Chidget Girl. Yes. Here it is. Here we are. I'm sounding like Orville. If it went through a filter, what would I sound like? I'd sound more, even more like Orville. Do you know what? Hi, it's, given me, it's given me Long an idea, fan Jonathan. Of the show, first-time corresponder. It's given me an idea. Yeah. I think one, one week we all need to get a load of balloons filled with helium. And do the show on helium. That'd be quite funny, wouldn't it? Or maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, Jonathan, and then and go, then mate. put it through a kind of base suppressor, and it would come yeah, out as exactly. a kind of. Well, JP McCrate's in the house. He's always he, he knows his onions when it comes to sound recording. He's always kind of telling me I should be doing this, that, or the other. One day I'll listen to you, JP. <laughs> I promise. Anyway, Jonathan, next email. Email number two. Hi, Chidge and crew. Long-time fan of the show, first-time correspondent. That's good. I'll live in Adelaide, Australia, so as you can appreciate, watching the show live is a bit of a struggle. Well, it's, it's not watchable anymore, mate. So I look forward to listening to the podcast at work. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, don't tell your boss that. Just wanting to give my opinion on Friday night EPL games. The Australian Football League, A-League, and I think Rugby League have, for as long as I can remember, all had one Friday night game a week 
and everyone here seems to love it. I've wondered for a long time why the EPL doesn't have a Friday night game with it being so successful here. I watch every Chelsea game live, so from my perspective, a Friday night your time game early Saturday morning for Oz, it's much better than a late Sunday evening game for you, early Monday morning for Oz game. The Friday night game here is usually a blockbuster game featuring the better teams. This way, if you're a neutral, you can go out after work on a Friday night to the pub and watch a decent match. The only downside of Friday night games for us is if your team loses, it's a pretty depressing weekend. Yeah. Absolutely. I understand that a Friday night game is far from the traditional kickoff times, but I'm looking forward to hearing how you all find them this coming season. Evan. Mm, that's a really interesting email, that Evan. Thank you very much. And I think it kind of, I mean, I, I, I'll say my piece first, then I'll, I'll bring the boys in and see what they have to say about this. I, I, I really, it was good to hear that email because it reminds you that actually there are other people that support Chelsea and like watching them other than us lot although I have to say that uh, I do stick my colours firmly to the mast of the fact that you know football Chelsea is a team in London in in, in England uh, playing in a league that is an English league which has been in existence for you know well over a hundred years and you know traditionally uh, people who lived in the area would go to that game and they would go at three o'clock uh, and frankly I think that the first priority should be to appease the people that are going to go and who like to go at a traditional time, which is three o'clock. Now, in no way am I, am I denigrating, you know, your right to support Chelsea or, or the fact that you support Chelsea and, and live in Australia or, or America or, you know, South Africa or wherever. I mean, I, I, I love you all, as you know, but that's where I stand on that. And I think that the kickoff should be three, three o'clock. Um, I think the corollary of that is that in a sense that it's possibly an indication as we all know you know the broadcasters now effectively own the game they have paid for the game period with this multi-billion tv deal and i think it's indicative of the fact that that's what they see it as they see it as a product to market way beyond the shores of england and they are targeting markets you know in america in asia australia you name africa everywhere all around the world so in an ideal world for them, a bit like um, you know events that the, the boxing, for example, they would they they want to put it on at a time that suits the uh, global audience, TV times. Now, clearly, when you're talking globally, you you know you you can't please all of the people on a time zone all of the time. So I suspect a happy medium is 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 what they would hope for. But I think the other thing I would add into that, I think you know one of the reasons why the big Spanish games kick off when they kick off is to appease a a foreign-based TV audience. Now, as far as I'm concerned, okay, it's good for you guys, but I still think it's part of the slippery slope. And one of the big issues that I have with kickoff times changing in this country is it dicks around predominantly the supporters that have to go, and, and, and in the main, it's the away supporters that suffer most. So, you know, you're getting slung up to Sunderland on a Monday night means you have to take time off work. You know, not everybody can afford to do that. Uh, getting down on a Friday evening. If 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 we've got a if we if we're playing Man United on a Friday evening, for example, you've got to write off the afternoon to get up there. You know, so I, I think it's the tail wagging the dog, and 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 I can understand why you'd be cross with me for saying that, and and maybe thinking I'm a bit selfish, but ultimately it's an English game played in England, and I think it needs to look after the people that go, and and that's the way that's where I stand on it. Now Dan, of course, is Dan Silver's fresh from, uh, you know, um. 
going but what's the have you, are you suffering from Stockholm was it is it Stock, Stockholm syndrome when you kind of you know side side, side with the other people I mean you've been out in the States is what I'm kind of saying, trying to say in a, yeah. in a very long winded way what do you think about that um I think they love it out there. I mean, they really, I mean, some of the people I met out there have got so much dedication and determination. I mean, Brian, who runs the Chicago chapter, I mean, he's he's as passionate as you or I. I mean, he, he's got the flags, he's got, you know, he gets up at stupid clock to watch matches, stickers, songs, you know, you, you put him amongst, you know, the shit boys, he, he'll hold his own. So a, a lot of them really, really get it. And they've, they've, they've got the affinity. The fact they live 3,000, 4,000 miles away, is, is is by the by, and, you know some you know some say we well, you know we got to go up, you know get a train at nine o'clock. Some of these boys go up at seven a.m. to watch matches, so they 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 they, they show their dedication, but in a different way. Yeah, but, you know, I mean that. And, and... Go on, Dad. I was just saying, yeah, they they you know, they've got the dedication, they love it, and for the, for, for a lot of people, seeing Chelsea in their country was once in a lifetime. They're not going to be able to make it over to England for whatever reason. So that hence the reason there was a hundred and five thousand odds in in the stadium on the on Saturday. Mm. I'm going to go back to you in a second, Dan. You can tell us a little okay. bit more about your 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 trip over there because I'm, I'm desperate to hear what what that uh, what that's what that was a you know what it was like. But just yeah. before we do, very quickly from the from the other boys, uh, Dan uh, Dan Levine, what, what do you what do you think about my comment? Am I being a bit pissy or have I got a point? Uh, no, I, I think um, had you had you left the airtime for it, I'd have applauded. To be frank, um, wow. I, 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 I think a lot of people are are really really fed up with being mucked about by. Um, Big business by uh, the, uh, the the broadcasters who have no interest in this game, but for the dollars it, it makes them. Um, but at the same time, I think I agree entirely with what Dan said that um, yeah, there are plenty of people um, outside of the UK who who follow this club and uh, are really passionate about it and get it. That's the most important thing. Mm. People who get it. Um, uh, it's difficult, isn't it? Because th- this has inflated the game, the money that comes into it, and the worldwide support. But at the same time, you know, people are really, really being mucked around. One thing I would say about Friday night games is that although they are sort of the thin end of the wedge, it's it's now we're now down to six day a week Premier League football. Um, and, you know, the next the only reason it's six days is so to allow the next TV deal to make it seven days. Um, but, but in a way, Friday night is less of an inconvenience than some of the other games in the car- the, the, the other day- games in the calendar. Um, yeah, it, it, it's less difficult to go to a game away in Manchester or Sunderland or whatever than it is on a Friday night than it is on a Monday night yeah. uh, where you've got you know the next day off work and stuff like that. Um, it's something that needs to be sorted out. It's probably never going to be sorted out. But you know the benefit, I suppose, as you rightly say, Dan, is that people on the other side of the world can watch this and get involved and fair place them when they do. Mm, that's a good point. Uh, Jonathan, um, what say you on, on, on this? I think Evan has, uh, has brought up the point really well that it mm. gives him an opportunity to watch uh, a game at a reasonable time, um, allowing him to then uh, not not get up at, at four o'clock in the morning to watch it. And so um, you are you are uh, expanding the fan base, aren't you, enormously? Which of course is what Sky want to do because it's um, it means there's more income for them. Um, but the yeah, the positives are that you're going to get. Uh, more people around the world interested in the games. It, the, the dilemma is is that, that we 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 lose the uh, um, the fact that it's our it's our team and and in our country it almost becomes irrelevant. We we lose the uh, um, you know the singular possession of it, 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 but as it should be, it, it's everybody's everybody who supports Chelsea should be allowed access to it. 
but uh, I agree with Dan Levine completely. The Monday nights are are ludicrously inaccessible, whereas uh, Fridays sort of make sense. But I think they're following the American football model, aren't they? Because NFL is very successful on a Monday because it's a Monday night football match, and that's been years of tradition. So I think they're trying to make these things almost traditional. Um, and as you say, eventually there'll be a Thursday night game and there'll be a Wednesday night game. In fact, there'll be a game every night. And it'll be a game every night in the evening because then they can show, they'll, they'll be shown abroad. Well, there, there we go. I mean, I agree with that. I, mean, I, 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 will, I will say one thing about Friday night kickoffs, of course, which is, you know, it being that the following day is, is Saturday. Uh, the propensity to get completely shit-faced on a Friday night is is writ large, and that appeals to me. Mm. But I, I do have a, I do have a lot of sympathy with our, our, our friends, and, and 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 we're lucky at the Chelsea fan cars. We've got many friends who who love Chelsea as much as we do all over the world. Um, and I do have sympathy with you, but as I said, I, I'm pretty fixed on 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 where I sit on this argument. Now, I, I, on that point, actually, there's a couple of really good. Uh, Really good post on on Mixler about this. Um, from, one from CFC Brett who says, as a US supporter, it makes no sense to try and appease foreign fans regarding scheduling. We can wake up, go to sleep late, stream at work, leave work early. If you care as much, you know, as an international fan, uh, then you you figure out how to do it, which is pretty much what Dan and I were saying earlier. Um, Diamond Jim says, how does a Friday night game appease US fans? We're all at work. Absolute, absolute good point and, I, and I, you know it'll, it'll be just as difficult for you guys um by i mean you know it'll be lunchtime for you won't it an evening kickoff if my memory serves me right obviously it depends where you are in the states but you get my drift which makes me think that a bit like they are in spain maybe they're trying to cater for the you know the asian market which is of course the big untapped football market you know china india and all that kind of part of the world maybe they're trying to appease that but i don't know what time that is i mean if judging by what evan was saying um, yeah, he says a Friday night game your time is an early Saturday morning for us, so maybe that makes sense there. Um, uh, Clayton's yeah, in cheers, the house. Cheers, cheers the, Sorry, cheers the games. The games they really like in the Far East are the ones that kick off Saturday lunchtimes and Sunday lunchtimes because they right. that, that, that they can watch those basically you know, in, in their evening while they're they're having dinner. So um, that, you're, you're right in what you say. It's it's trying to tick boxes for every different time. Yeah, day. yeah. Which is not going to be easy, is it? But you know, I think I think. The underlying point that I'm really going on about is that it's the poor, long-suffering, particularly away fan, that gets dicked around all season by the TV companies who give not one shit about us. And and, and I think the clubs are, are compliant, are complicit in this, because of course they make, you know, so little money in 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 revenue uh, from from tickets these days compared to the billions that they make. Uh, from the TV companies that, you know, he was it he who pays the piper plays the tune. I think that's what's going on there. Very quickly before we go to a break, uh, Clayton, who's going to be on the show next week, Clayton Beerman says, the major difference, I think, is we are one of the few countries where there is still a massive away following. So in other countries, the dicking about affects people less, which I think is also an interesting point. Right, Dan uh, Silves, I've not forgotten you. We're going to, we'll, okay. we'll start with your trip to America in the first part of part four, which will be coming up after this break uh, and by the way I just want to say this before we do go to that break um, thank you so much for all of your emails we we love receiving them and I'll always try and, and get them read out on the show by the the lovely chocolatey Richard um, who did I say you were? Richard Burton Richard Burton That's it, the lovely Richard Burton sound alike Mr Jonathan Richard Kidd Burton. so uh, send Burton. them send them to chelseafancast at gmail.com uh, try and get them in before a Monday because then I've got a chance to kind of read them and put them in the script 
and also thank you so much for all the fantastic messages on Twitter uh, last week saying how good it was to have us all back and of course finally thank you uh, for all of your birthday messages to me for last Friday I was utterly touched and humbled by by that you're all lovely lovely people now as I said to wrap up in part four we're going to hear from Dan about his trip to see Chelsea play Real Madrid uh, in the States and we're going to have the usual round of Chelsea supporters news including a new classic football shirts competition uh, the launch of a Peter Osgood memorial and even a book by Clayton Beerman we will see you in a sec Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Football Fancast. Welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge, and you are listening to the last part of a. I've, I've enjoyed it tonight, actually. It's been quite a fun Chelsea fan cast. A little bit erudite in places, which is always good. Um, and now we're going to lower the tone completely uh, because we're going to hear all about Dan Silver's trip to Ann Arbor, who I'm told is a lovely lady, Dan. She's very nice. She's very generous. She's got, you know, great, great facilities. Now, it, it was a fantastic flying trip. Um, I flew into Detroit on Thursday and then um, went down to meet. I've got to give them all the shouts, I promised I would. Brian, Jonathan, Walker, his girlfriend, Morgan, uh, Ailey, uh, obviously Beth, who dare, and Ada Begoon, apologies if I pronounced your name correctly. And I got to meet the very famous Mr. Underscore himself, Dan Lundberg, who is... No, you <laughs> met Dan. Yeah, I met Dan Lundberg. We all stay in the same um, uh, place together. All top, top guys. And if you remember a guy called Dennis from Canada who came over when we were on TV a couple of years ago. He was I there do, as well. yeah, vaguely. Yeah, yeah, he was there. So, great, great people. Um, Friday night, there was a star on the stall with Spy, um, Gary Chivers and Gary Stanley, taking a Q&A and lots of fun, you know, Neil Barnett telling stories, Chivers telling stories, you know, taking the piss out of uh, Gary Stanley, but it was a really, really good evening. Huge amounts of alcohol consumed, as you do, and, a, you know, huge selection of various chapters from across the US all, all coming over for the game. Um, the game itself... To be honest, I don't know much about it because I was with the Chicago boys. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I Dan, Dan, that. tell me, tell me, why don't you remember much about the game, Dan? Something to do with shots, Vegas bombs, <laughs> which the boys all, you know, the big Vegas. What's a Vegas? Bomb. What's a Vegas bomb? Um, it's Red Bull and some other shot. And if, if Brian's listening, he'll he'll message me. But it's it's, it's quite a lethal shot, followed by can beer. I, can I let Can I let you into a secret, Dan? Yeah. I let you into a secret because you see on the, on the Acast podcast, you get the uh, you have the capability now apparently to add rich media to the podcast. By which they mean you can add links to stuff, which I'm going to be doing actually when we do our little plugs and shout outs in a minute, and and pictures that are relevant to what we were discussing. So when we were discussing you last week, because we discussed you last week, because we discussed yeah. the the American games. Um, I, I lifted your picture of the uh, is is it what what's the stadium called the big house or something? Uh, the big house, yeah. Yeah, we, we, I lifted your picture of that, and I also lifted Brian's picture of you with a tray of about eight or nine pints and the equivalent number of shots. And I'm wondering if that's what a Vegas bomb was. The Vegas bomb is it's it's Red Bull with some something. It's very nice and goes down very well. It's like a, like well, a nice milkshake. Well, um, I put the picture up on the show. Yeah, I went down to the stadium. Stadium is is breathtaking. I mean, it's 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 a phenomenal stadium. It's, it's a college stadium. It's 
20 odd thousand bigger than Wembley, and they've had something wow. like 100 or consecutive matches uh, with a college team with crowds in excess of 100,000. Wow. Um, really good seats behind the goal. In fairness, it's 3 0 down at half time. Like, oh, great. Okay, we've come all this way to lose 3 0. But um, it, was, it, was, it was a fantastic experience. Met some really great people from, you know, across the US. I saw a nice guy, Kenny, was there on Twitter. He was there with his gang. Kenny Rice um, was there, was he? Yeah, Kelly Rice was there. Yeah, we saw him on the after game on Saturday. He was there with a couple of his boys. Just a really fun trip. And, you know, the, the, a lot of the you know Americans, they, they get it. They love Chelsea. I mean, there's a guy I saw when I was in Chicago last time with his, with his son. They love it. And a lot of people, this is the only chance they'll get to see Chelsea play in the flesh. Because they, for whatever reason, they're not going to make it to England. And they love it. You know, there's obviously, before the game, we're outside Conor O'Neill's, you know, taking, taking the piss out of United fans and, you know, there's a gentleman who was like a very large um, Yaya Torre. Um, one of the Chicago mob, who I promised I would not name, was running around Ann Arbor with a dildo on his head. Um, He'll be running around Ann Arbor with a dildo it. on his head. I, was, I hope you were singing yeah, that. Sing, I've got a vibrator, haven't you? Um, <laughs> if anyone finds me on Monday at the pub, I will tell I will tell them who it was. But I, won't, I won't name and shame him in public, but I just say it does rhyme with Ryan. There's nobody listening, Dan. You're perfectly safe. You can tell us. There's nobody okay, listening, right. I promise you. Brian Wolf. there, it was him. But he, 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 was I it say, Brian? Yeah, he is. He and his boys are. He'll sue you now. Um, he, he won't. He, he loves me. He, he wants. He wants some Brazilian <laughs> Lucas aid, so he'll be nice to me. He, he and his boys. There's basically a Brazilian Guadalupe aid. You can't buy it in America, so I took him out ten bottles, and he's forever in my debt. He was so grateful, but we're completely getting off off, off piece. I but thought it, that was a, some sort of euphemism there, Dad. So did I, Dad. No, I assure you, it's, it's a legitimate <laughs> drink. I promise you. Uh, but they're, they're, those boys, Jonathan, Brian, they put in so much effort for their chapter in terms of getting flags up. They decorated the whole pub with flags. It, it was it was like being in a, a Chelsea pub at Stamford Bridge. So you know, b- big up to all those boys. I bet you there was more singing, Dan. Yeah, they they they, they got some random songs. I mean, the Robert Fleck song was going on. Um, Chelsea Alouetta was sung numerous occasions. They're still uh, allowed to was... sing in the pubs out there, I take it. The, I tell you what, the landlord was as good as gold. No stickers, yeah. that was the only thing. But very weirdly, in, in the bathroom, the towel dispenser was named Matic, M-A-T-I-C-H, which I thought was Why? It's obviously the brand, it was Matic Towels. Oh, wow. So it, wow. it was slow and ponderous and didn't move much. I thought, yeah, that's like the real thing. Um, yeah. It was oh. f- fabulous, fabulous trip. I mean, if, if I get a chance to go again, I would. My only regret is I didn't go down to Minnesota um, for the, the, the last game. But it was... Top trip, top lads, and uh, you know, f- fabulous time. Well, that's fantastic. And uh, is there anybody out there that you would like to name check or thank? Oh, too many to name. Um, I'm going to start as Brian, Jonathan, Walker, his other half, Morgan, uh, Dan Lundberg, Ailey, Beth, Huladair, Uda Bagesu, and I've got his name completely wrong. Dennis, I did get to see you for a pint, but next time in London, I'll have to come and see you for a beer because we should have met, we didn't get a chance. And everybody else who made me feel really welcome and just gave me a, you know, you yeah. know fantastic hosts. Well, on behalf of you and the Chelsea Fancast, I, w- I would like to thank all of the, the wonderful people that were out in Chicago who looked after Dan royally. And uh, I'm just so sorry that none of the rest of us could make it out there. We were talking on the show last week, Dan, actually, about the, the, that, you know, about uh, the overseas preseason games in the States. And, you know, I was lucky enough to be out there in 2009 when Chelsea played into Milan. 
and and a lot of people tweeted me say, oh do you remember the Diego Drogba goal and of course I don't remember it at all because I was completely smashed uh, but my point being that the football is utter rubbish anyway, so who cares? But it's all about the day out. And I had a, just an unbelievable day out. And I had a lot of people who tweeted me in after we discussed that on the show last week uh, from the States who were saying, absolutely spot on, Chidge. It's really uh, the only chance that we all get to kind of meet up in one place together and watch mm-hmm. a match and, and just be with each other and kind of have a day like we're lucky enough to have at home at Stamford Bridge every fortnight where we meet in a pub with all of our mates. We have an absolute crack, and that's really what it's all about. So in a way, it's their opportunity to do that on their pitch, on their turf. So, you know, I, I, my hat is off to them, and fair enough. It's a great time. If you ever get the chance, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something else I was going to say. I know. Uh, the London is Blue podcast boys, they recorded their first kind of, when I say live show, I don't mean like live like this is. I mean live like they were in a pub in Minnesota or Minneapolis or whatever uh, <clears throat> doing a podcast and they recorded that and they put it up there on their usual uh, outlets this week and they asked me to give it a plug. So if you get the chance to listen to the London is Blue podcast boys doing their first uh, live in front of an audience podcast, give it a listen. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet, boys, because I was busy today, but I will give it a listen. Very good. Uh, it's very yeah, good. So, and it's the first time all three of them have together for a podcast. Well, that, therein lies exactly, Dan. That's the point. I mean, yeah. I know we don't do <clears throat> we kind of do it like they do it now, but in the old days, of course, this is what we would do every week. We would meet up in a pub, have a few beers, and do a show because it's great fun. So there we go. Well done, Dan. That's excellent. Guess what time it is, Jonathan? Uh, it's time for. Um... Uh, another mail? No. No, it's time for the Chelsea Roundup. Yes. And what comes first in the Chelsea Roundup? Uh, Chidge, you say welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge. You're listening no, no, to I've the done, Chelsea Fancast. I've done all of that. We've, we, we've done all of that. We're already in part four. Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I've been I'll listening. Help. I've been listening. I've been listening to Dan be very funny. Very good I know stories. he was. Very he was lovely. Indeed. It's time for the classic Cla- football classic shirt shirts. competition, Classic Jonathan. shirts, Chidge. Off you go, Wear my son. Classic, I'm wearing a classic shirt at the moment. Did you know that? Is that all you're wearing? Yes, I've got nothing else on at all. Just That's... a classic shirt. Is, with it from a nine classic, on the back. is it from classic football shirts? It, funnily enough, it is. Classic football shirts. Yes. Off and you I've go, got, mate. Number, number nine standing for Chris Garland, that great player... Of oh, the seventies, who just fell over all the time. Anyway, <laughs> uh, my favourite memory of him is just running into the penalty area and doing a kind of falling flat on his face. We had a lot of players. Used to, we had a lot of the players used to fall over in those days, didn't we? It must have been the boots, terrible studs, or perhaps the the pitches weren't as good, so they were always a bit slippery. Perhaps it was that. Um, Anyway, classic shirts. Chelsea Fancast and classic football shirts have come together to offer all football fans around the world a fantastic opportunity to win a £50 voucher from, guess where? Classic football shirts, everybody. Their stock includes a huge range of original football kits from all over the world with leading brands such as Adidas, Nike and Puma to name just a few, just three, in fact. 
whether it is new products with the tag still on. You've got to have that, otherwise it's not a proper product. Rare player issue items or pre-owned classic shirts from the past. The site has something for any football fan. They have kits dating back. This is true. They have kits dating back to the 1970s right through to this season's collections. Yes, you'll find it hard not to reminisce about the fond memories from yesteryear. Now, this competition is open to our listeners from all over the world, as you would expect. So whether you live in Kensington, as I used to, or Kenya, where I've never been, you still have a great chance to win this fantastic prize. It couldn't be simpler to enter. All you have to do is answer the question below. How many times have Chelsea lifted the Premier League title? I don't personally think you can lift a title. I think you lift a cup. But anyway, how many times have Chelsea lifted the Premier League title? We'll put the link up on Twitter and Facebook. And if you're listening on Acast, you'll see the link on the player. It is that simple with a capital S. The competition closes at midnight on the 31st of August 2016. And the winner will be announced soon after. The winner will receive an email from Classic Football Shirts to organise the prize. As a thank you for entering, all participants will also receive an exclusive discount to use at Classic Football Shirts. Good luck! (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, you know what, Dan? I agree with you. I think that's definitely worth a round of applause. I'll tell you what, you know, the the good denizens of classic football shirts just don't they just don't understand the value that they get from this kind of a plug. I mean, you know, people would normally have to pay a lot of money for that. So thousands of pounds for a classic football shirt ad. Thousands and just it's just, you know, uh, uh, it's just brilliant. Um, What I was going to say to you, Jonathan, is that as you may or may not have noticed, I have edited it slightly. Uh, but yes, I, it's now, good. It's good. Yes, I, I've now realised that I need to uh, put when Chelsea, uh, how many times have Chelsea won the Premier League title? And I need Absolutely. to make the simple with a small s. If you could, thank you very much indeed. And, we'll and next there. time, next time, I'll read it much more in a kind of um, lower, lower approach, lower case approach. You know, as in. Chelsea fancasts and classic football shirts have come together to a full. No, no, I liked it. I in a, liked in a real just... way, in a more, more real, more realistic way. I liked it just as it was. Now, anyway, people, um, I have in fact already put a link up on Facebook and uh, on our, fa- our, our, our Chelsea fancast fan page and, of course, our Chelsea fancast Twitter page. So uh, go and have a look there if you want to enter that. I know. I know that Rash was very cross with me because I didn't put it up this week, having promised I would. So Rash, I have put it up there, and I will keep putting it up there all week. Enter it and win, you know, get 50, a fifty quid voucher. And uh, they've got an amazing selection because they've got probably one of the best back catalogues of, um, you know, yes, classic Chelsea shirts that I've all seen. All joking you know, aside, they've got some really good shirts there. Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Selection. I agree. I've looked at, I've looked yeah. at the site. Yeah. Great. Okay, my turn. Next, uh, the yes. Windsor and Royal Borough Museum, at the request of Councillor Ed Wilson, has put a small display together commemorating the life of the footballer, the King, Peter Osgood. Uh, the exhibition, based at Deadworth Library on Smith's Lane, uh, will officially open on Saturday, 
the 13th of August at midday, with light refreshments being served in the community room from 11.30. Now, the Mayor will also be in attendance, and of course, um, they are very happy for Chelsea supporters to be there too, which is a brilliant thing. Uh, the other the couple of things about this that have changed from last week. Number one is the exhibition uh, is going to be there until September, I believe, which is good. Uh, and it's good largely because, of course, a lot of us will be at the Supporters Trust uh, AGM at the same time, or more or less the same time, more of which later, but all good stuff. Uh, Jonathan? Number three, palpable discord, a year of drama and dissent at Chelsea. The excellent Clayton Beerman has been going to watch Chelsea for almost 50 years. During this time, he has witnessed firsthand the Blues' remarkable journey from being kings of the King's Road to relegated near bankrupts, and then title winners and champions of Europe. It's fair to say that Clayton thought he'd seen it all, but he hadn't. When folk hero Jose Mourinho returned to Stamford Bridge in 2013 and guided Chelsea to the Premier League crown two years later, it seemed that the special one was set for further triumphs. What could possibly go wrong? Well, almost everything, really. Palpable discord, a year of drama and dissent at Chelsea is Clayton's heartfelt account of the Blues' calamitous 2015-2016 campaign. Relive in real time the crumbling of supporter hopes and expectations as Mourinho's world comes crashing down. Of course, a new dawn rises, as it always does. Another grand episode in the greatest soap opera on planet football, Palpable Discord, is essential reading. Not just for followers of Chelsea, but fans of any club who ride the emotional roller coaster that is the glorious game. It's available from Amazon and gate17.co.uk uh, for £6.95p. And even better news, uh, we've got Clayton on the show next week to be talking all oh, about fantastic. his book. He can yeah, tell us I'm... about it. He can, he can even give us a pre-see. We, we needn't actually, for about 25 minutes, he could just talk about it, couldn't he? Well, that's, that's very much what I'm hoping. Uh, I'm also hoping that he'll lob me a few copies so we can... Uh, uh, you know, get a few. Uh, you know, hopefully you can win a win a copy uh, in a competition. What we will set. Um, but there you go. Another another one of the uh, the you know the. What I've completely had a brain freeze. Um, conveyor belt freeze. of. Well, my brain is just tired, Dan. That's what it is. But I, I, I finally brain is freezing. May may I chip in on on palpable of course. Discord, which is a book I've read from cover to cover. Oh, you've already on, read it, uh, unlike any of yes, us. I have. Yes, I have. Uh, I got a review copy. I was lucky enough to, to pick one up. You Thank got you a review Spain. copy? Yes. You got yes. a review um, copy? I didn't get a review copy, and the bastard's on the bloody show every other week. <laughs> well, I, re I read most of it on the way to and from uh, Austria for the pre-season game at uh, Rapid Vienna. Um, and uh, I've got to say, uh, well, I, I won't give away too much because my review is yet to come out. It will come out in the next week or so. But it's a cracking good read. I recommend it wholeheartedly is all I can add to that. That's there a great quote to stick on the cover of the book, isn't it? Yep. Dan Levine, a cracking good read, and I recommend it to all comers heartily. Yes. Very good. <coughs> Clayton um, has... So, Chidge, are you well, going to sell the copies? Are you going to give the copies away online, did you say? Well, only one of them, because I don't think Clayton's that oh. rich, but uh, I think certainly oh, okay. for a competition when we can. Um, oh, competition, oh, yeah, it's a prize. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I was going to say, uh, I was going to say, uh, yes, another one of the very long uh, conveyor belt of... Uh, 
of Chelsea authors, um, many of whom we know very well. In fact, many of whom have been on the show regularly. So I think well done to Clayton, who, of course, is a regular uh, blogger for the Chelsea Fancast website. So well done, Clayton. We look forward to seeing you next week and hearing all about it. Now, uh, unfortunately, uh, in the long tradition of Chelsea writings, it wasn't available for only a pound. But this is the first issue of the new season of CFC UK fanzine, uh, will be available at the West Ham game on Monday the, 50, uh, the 15th of August. And as always, uh, that's, not, that's not the 15th, is it? It's the 13th. Anyway, it is the 15th, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, as always, it'll be available from the CFC UK store, manned by Marco himself, who was here last week. Uh, and if you can't get it there, you can always get it digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. And if you're in the US of A, or USA, as they like to say, follow the Twitter account at CFC UK USA and if anyone USA. is interested in, if anyone is interested in getting a CFC UK copy contact Dan Lundberg on Twitter Dan who of course was playing with our own Dan in Chicago you what you forgot the underscore I haven't yet I got there yet oh, you haven't got there yet yes yeah, I, I was sidetracked by the fact that of course I remember you mentioning him and uh, and that you you got drunk with him at the Chicago thing yeah. Yeah, you whatever. Right, at Dan Lund- at Lundberg underscore. So there you go. Uh, Mr. Kidd, next. Uh, now we're talking about the Chelsea Supporters Trust, which mm. is number five. Um, mm. Guys, join the trust and get your voice heard by the club. It's only £5 to become a voting member, and it's free for non-voting members. But as I said last week, I, I think you need to get in and vote because it's, it's yes. good to have an opinion. Yes, vote early and um, vote often. Sign up at chelseasupporterstrust.com so you can attend the meetings... Uh, very welcoming meetings they are too. Uh, come to the events and vote on the issues that directly affect you and make sure you get your voice heard. And of course, um, uh, he who must not be mentioned. What's he? What, what, how do we call him? Chidge? He, he, must, uh, not he, must, not, he must not be named. He is frequently there and, um, and very, very informative and uh, pontificating, one might even say, and amusing, as only Dave can be. Oh, I named him. Um, I, shall him anyway. I shall tell him you said that. He'll be chuffed to hear that. And it was good fun. The last one I went to, he was very good fun. And then he left um, before the end in a kind of blaze of glory and uh, just almost to attract attention to himself. You know, I've got to go now to get to the stall. You know, good good for him. Not the stall. Was it? I think, no, to go and sell the, go and sell the magazine, obviously. Um, anyway, you can follow them on Twitter at Chelsea S Trust, which makes great sense. Um, now, the 2016 uh, Chelsea Supporters Trust AGM is taking place in the Attenborough Suite in the Copthorne Hotel at Stamford Bridge, um, which is the same location as last season. That's the one on the right as you go in, isn't it, Chidge? It's the one as you as you go down past the shop, the, the mini shop on the right. Isn't that no, the Copthorne? No, 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 no. no the Copthorne. Is the Copthorne yes, the one straight ahead? Yes. Yeah. That's the one straight ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, the one on the right is the other. I can't remember the name of it. But that's at uh, 2 o'clock on Saturday the 13th of August. Teas, coffees and light refreshments are provided and the meeting ends by four. The results of the membership survey, which I did, will be available at the meeting. And if you can't get there, Chelsea Fancast will be broadcasting it live on Mixilla, which we're all familiar with, of course. And it's live. It's li- live, 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 live. Um, the only addendum to that, of course, um, that we have in fact Ooh. got in the house tonight the special attraction of the AGM if, if 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 that in fact wasn't special enough in itself but after the AGM there's a little event planned is there not Dan Levine 
I believe so. Uh, and EasyJet permitting, I will be running a quiz from about half past four onwards, um, where I'll be asking all manner of people, all manner of questions about the history of our club. Um, it was good fun last year, actually. Um, and uh, I th we had a decent crowd. Uh, we had some decent prizes as well. And uh, people had a thoroughly good time. And I'm still writing the quiz as we speak. So, you know, anyone who's got any suggestions or questions, uh, you know where to find me on Twitter. Are they very well, difficult questions? Um, Do you want be, very difficult ones? I want questions for all all abilities, should we say. It's always nice. Okay. Nobody wants to go to a quiz where you don't get anything right, do you? No, true. Absolutely. Well, I would like to, at this point, as Dan, of course, will remember, uh, it was the Chelsea fancast team that won the trophy last year, was it not? No, no um, gerrymandering at all involved in that, but yes, it was. What, what gerrymandering at all? As captain, I had the sense to pick Dan Silver and Martin Wickham as my teammate, didn't I, Silves? You did indeed. It was it was a, it was a very nice success. It was never saw the trophy in mind because our, our captain, me, the podcaster, kept it. Well, I, I tell you what, Dan, I can I can take a picture of it now, whilst we're talking. Yeah. Uh, so just keep talking about how brilliant I was. In fact, I, I was crap because I didn't actually answer any questions. It was all Martin fact, and Dan. It should, be, it should be the Martin Wickham trophy because he pretty much got all the questions. He, he was right. he was on fire that day. I've just taken a photograph, Dan, of, of said picture. Cool. I wonder if I can... I can't insert it into Mixler, so I'll just text it to you. You never saw it? No, I never saw it. I saw it. There you go, Dan. I'm texting it to you. And asked you what it was. There you go. I've just texted it to you now. Oh, it's cool. going, it's going, it's going. Anyway, bottom line is it was great fun. Uh, we won. We fully intend to win it again, so it can sit on my cupboard for the next uh, entire year. Uh, and Dan did set some brilliant questions. And if, if I hadn't mm. had Dan Silver and Martin Wickham with me, uh, we would have been well and truly stuffed. Um, so thank you to them. Anyway, right, last but by no means least, uh, if you want to own a little bit of Chelsea and protect the future of the club, go and buy a share in the Chelsea pitch owners who own the freehold of Stamford Bridge and whose aim is to ensure that Chelsea Football Club will remain playing football at Stamford Bridge. Now, to find out how to buy a share for around £100, email info at chelseapitchowners.com or check out chelseafc.com forward slash fans forward slash chelsea hyphen pitch hyphen owners and follow them of course on twitter at pitch owners so there you go right so the madness and roller coaster of following chelsea kicks off in earnest next monday at 8 p.m against west ham london who the fuck are west ham london oi 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 uh, it's so close, I can almost touch it. Now, of course, thanks to Bloody Sky putting the match on a Monday night, it means that the fancast will be delayed by one day, and we will uh, back. We'll be back with you live on Mixler at seven o'clock. Live, 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 live on Tuesday, the fourteenth of August, the day after. Now, I will be joined by uh, Jonathan again, of course, Great. and Ross Mooring will be back with us, and Clayton Beerman uh, to report back on a hammering of the uppity irons it should be a cracker although we've all well three of us have predicted a draw and jonathan's predicted a defeat of course so hopefully we will hammer the uppity irons now uh do not forget to follow the show on twitter at chelsea fancast me at stanford chidge jonathan at jonathan kid dan at dan silves 73 and dan at dan levine 
Uh, and of course, check out the website, uh, chelseafancast.com. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you download the Acast app to listen to the podcast or just search for it at www.acast.com forward slash chelseafancast. And uh, while I'm in a magnanimous and generous mood, uh, watch out, particularly on Dan's Twitter feed, Dan Levine's Twitter feed, because that is the easiest place to find the three or four superb articles that Dan tends to read, uh, read, tends to write every week. Isn't that right, Dan? Uh, indeed it is. Thank you very much for saying so. No, always a pleasure to read it. Um, and, and one thing we didn't discuss tonight, but we'll, we'll have you back in, uh, I would imagine, September. Um, and but maybe a good time to talk about the Stamford Bridge redevelopment then. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, I, I should yes. come armed with information. Good. Well, we'll try and get you back on there then. Um, but Dan, first of all, it's been, as always, a huge pleasure having you on the show. And I do hope we get you, uh, get you back on soon. And I hope to be having an ale or two with you in the very near future. Sounds like a thoroughly good idea. Um, I've really enjoyed being back um, and really looking forward to the kickoff. Yeah, can't wait, mate. I, I may, may even see you around on Monday. That's a bit tight schedule for me, but uh, hopefully we'll catch up. And if not, then uh, very soon. Uh, Dan Silves, um, great to have you back on the old podcast, mate. Yeah, fantastic to be back. My Monday nights have a purpose now, so it's really good. Lovely. It's nice to yeah. nice to give you. It's nice to be able to give people like you purpose, Dan. It, it makes me feel very good. I'm very grateful. Of course, you don't have to be, but it yeah. helps. Uh, great yeah. to see you as always, mate. Thanks for coming along. And last, but by yeah. no means least. Uh, the hammiest uh, actor on the Chelsea fan cast, even more oh, than me. Thank you, darling. Thank Only Jonathan you. would take that as a compliment. I hope you noticed that. <laughs> May I say, Chidge, I've cheered up a bit, actually, since we Have started. Have you? Oh, well, I'm, I'm yeah, glad to hear that. Yeah, because I'm, I'm so depressed about the selection of the team at the moment. Well, but, uh, I know. Oh, I've gone back into one again now. No, no, I'm cheered up. I have, I have, I know. Well, look, mate, no doubt, uh, hopefully we'll be in a good mood uh, next Tuesday when we're back on air. Um, but until then, uh, I, I, it's been great having you on. Uh, many thanks, of course, to the, my lovely guests this week. Massive thanks to the lovely people who have been in Mixler. Uh, and, of course... Uh, Thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chels. Up the chels! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.